Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't going to tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. Morning, everybody. Good to see everybody. Uh, yes, I'm not. It's casual Sunday, if you didn't get the memo. Uh, not really. There's a... There's a reason I'm dressed like this. This is my weekly uh, wear from about 1 o'clock in the afternoon till about 2.30. Uh, I have been working out for about a year now, and the transformation has been pretty remarkable. I've gained about 25 or 30 pounds, and not, over, not, over, not with Thanksgiving stuff. Um, it's been a year of of very, very difficult and strenuous work. And honestly, I can look back now and see a lot of results, but you know, day to day, you don't, you don't see any results, but it, it just takes time. I had a, I had a guy tell me, uh, sent me a message the other day and his name is Earl Selinski. He's from Canada and he's been going the other way, you know, trying to lose weight, but he's been working out in his basement and I'm, the transformation this guy has done is just unbelievable dedication and devotion and discipline. And uh, he sent me a, a message the other day and he goes, hey man, have you heard of 75 hard? And, and I had, and if you don't know what it is, it's a uh, kind of a, a workout, if you will, or a betterment program put on by a guy named Anthony Frisella and it's called 75 hard and it's more about transformation. There's only five things you do and he doesn't tell you to like bench press one day and squat the next day or anything like that. It's, it's, you know, just big guidelines to go by, but he's like, Hey man, would save the cowboy be interested in doing like 75 hard as a group, you know, cause I mean, I really want to do it and I think it'd be good for everybody. And I was like, Earl, look, man, you know, working out is kind of my, my getaway, <laughs> not from God, but everything I do in life is ministry. And, uh, I, I don't really want to, to add something else to that. And, but after he sent that to me, man, it, it just, it, stayed on my mind and it stayed on my mind and it stayed on my mind. Well, 75 hard, I'm I'm just for general purposes, I'm going to, I'm going to give it to you. So you have an idea of what I'm talking about. It's 75 days, continuous days. If you mess up any of it, you start over at day one. So it's 75 continuous days. And there's five things that you do. The first one is you follow a diet. He doesn't care which one it is. Maybe you're trying to gain weight. Maybe you're trying to lose weight. Yeah, I don't care if it's keto, Adkins, or, you know, no Twinkies or you know, whatever. But you, you follow a diet, no cheat meals or alcohol for 75 days, okay? And if you mess up, if you eat something that you're not supposed to that's not on your diet, no cheat meals, you start over at day one. No alcohol, no cheat meals. Follow a diet rigidly for 75 days. The second thing is you work out two times a day for 45 minutes, one of those sessions being outdoors. So, I mean, an hour, 
an hour and a half of working out a day do, does produce results. I'm, I'm living proof of that. It doesn't matter which way you go. If you'll put in an hour and a half a day, you'll get results. The third thing that he challenges people to do is drink one gallon of water every day. I have been trying to do this, not 75 hard, but I've been trying to drink more water and the my legs have gotten a lot bigger because I make about 900 trips to the bathroom. Good grief. I, I got on Amazon and looked for a catheter. I couldn't find one because I figured that'd just be easier. And uh, so, but I did find some NASA diapers. So if you see me walking around, you know, Walmart or the ranch or something, looks like I'm carrying a load. It's just my diaper. I get tired of going to the bathroom. So uh, the fourth thing that 75 hard asks people to do is read 10 pages of a nonfiction entrepreneur book every day. So it's not just about transforming your body. It's about transforming your mind, about transforming the way you think. And the fifth thing that Anthony Frisella asks people to do is take a progress pick every single day, you know, and, and, and day from one day to the next, you're not going to see any, any, any progress, but over time, when you start looking at day one versus, you know, day 45, man, there will be a noticeable difference if you do this. This is what Earl wanted me to do. And, you know, honestly, I, I haven't started it and, and I don't know that I'm going to do 75 hard, but I was reading in Matthew chapter seven and I as I was sitting there reading, and it's one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, as I was reading, I noticed that Jesus talks about seven things. And I was sitting there thinking after our conversation, man, if we could do these seven things for seven weeks, it would transform our lives. And that's what we're going to talk about today is a spiritual transformation, not just a physical transformation, but a spiritual transformation. In August, I am going to sign up to do a Spartan race. Now, if you've never heard of a Spartan race, it's a deal where you have like these obstacles and you like run up mountains and you have to pay them to do this. I don't know why I'm doing it. But anyway, you have to pay people to go and jump over walls and get muddy and everything. And, it, and it's just to push yourself, right? Well, I'm getting ready now for August. Okay, I, I've got to get ready now because if it's, if it's August 22nd, I'm not going to wait until August 1st or August 15th like I do on everything else and try to get ready then. I mean, we've got January 1st coming up and you know what happens on January 1st. Everybody makes all these big promises to themselves about what they're going to change. And you know that lasts like till January 3rd, right? But what if we were to implement something right now so that we were nearly halfway done with it when January 1st comes? We've already put in the time. We already put in the work. We can already start to see not a physical transformation, but a spiritual one. Because listen, I'm telling you, man, there's going to come a time in your life when every single one of us will stand before God. On that day, there will be no excuses. There will be no oopsies. There will be no blame. There will be no uh-ohs. Okay. Why are we not training ourselves now for what we know is to come? Well, today I'm going to give you a spiritual transformation workshop that I'm going to challenge every single one of y'all to do. And I call it the hard 77, seven days a week, 
for, uh, for seven weeks. Hard 77, and it comes from the seven things in Matthew chapter 7. So if you've got your Bibles, open it up to Matthew chapter 7. The very first one, now, now the first week is, is relatively light. We're going to start with one today, and then tomorrow we're going to do one and, and part two, and then on the third day we'll do part one, two, and three. You, you see what I mean? We build up to the seven things, and then after the first week, then you do these seven things every single day. The very first thing, Matthew chapter 7, verse 1, Jesus says, Do not judge others. And you will not be judged for if, for you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me get that, get rid of the speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own? Hypocrite, first get rid of the log in your own eye and then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will trample the pearls, then turn and attack you. The very first item in our hard 77 might be the hardest one of them all. And I didn't come up with it. Jesus did. He says, don't judge. Okay. Now we all make judgments every single day. He's not telling us that we can't judge. He's just saying, judge fairly. Don't hold somebody to a level of accountability that you're not willing to hold yourself to. And that also means if you struggle with one thing, but you don't struggle in another. You can't just go around because you are good at something holding people accountable because maybe they're not good at that. It doesn't matter what it is. If you judge people harshly, you're going to be judged harshly is what Jesus is trying to say. What I'm trying to say is don't judge at all. Not till we get the log out of our own eye. And I think that all of us got a lot of logs to get rid of, including me, before I can judge anybody else. This is a lesson. L- let me put this in the King James Version for you. Keep ye mouth shut. Okay, and I, I, that, that, that's hard to do, I know. And if that's not hard enough to do, let, let's go this way. Mind ye own business, okay? That, that's, we could work on this one thing for 77 days or seven days a week, seven uh, seven weeks, and you want to talk about a spiritual transformation, this will be it. Do not judge. Now, I, I'm not saying just do not judge others. Man, when you're in the car, you know, don't judge the people in traffic. You know, how about this? If, if traffic is easy for you, how about this? Why don't you not picket your husband or your wife for seven weeks. Keep your mouth shut and mind your own business for seven weeks and get the log out of your own eye before you worry about a speck in somebody else's. You want to be, you want to have a good marriage, be a good marriage partner. Keep your mouth shut and mind your own business. It's double tough. Nobody's doubting that. Do not judge. Some of you, some of us have to really worry about, you know, it is after Thanksgiving now, but, but how many of us have been judging people that already got their Christmas trees up, right? Don't judge at all. Just mind your own business. Keep your mouth shut. You don't have to like it. You don't have to voice your opinion about every little thing. That's what Jesus is saying. I'm not saying it. I'm taking it right out of the Bible. Do not judge and you will not be judged. 
If you want a spiritual transformation, man, I can't think, I mean, th- there's six other important things here, but, but none of them are, are more important than this concept right here of minding our own business and keeping our mouth shut. You know, I mean, how many of our grandmothers said it perfectly way back when? If you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all, right? If you want to do something that is going to make a drastic difference in your spiritual life, nothing is more important than this concept of not judging. The second thing that we're going to do is found in Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11. Jesus says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask you for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? The second thing that we're going to do starting tomorrow is learn how to pray effectively. Okay. And I know some of your prayer warriors, the rest of us have trouble praying because we'll start praying. And before we know it, we're thinking about dog food and what we got to do yesterday and what so-and-so said and, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's hard for most of us, but we need to learn to pray effectively. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Pray for things that have eternal value, okay? I mean, I think that a lot of people's prayer lives are, are, are not necessarily prayer lives. They're more of like Jesus's vending machine. They walk up and they, you know, put four quarters in and it takes, you know, five seconds to put four quarters in and you hit your number and you want your prayer to fall down and you grab it out of the bottom and you might try to shake it a little bit, see if you can get a little more. But that's not what Jesus is talking about. He taught us how to pray when he gave us the Lord's prayer. He said, pray like this. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us for our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the power of the kingdom and the glory forever. Amen. You know, the, the, he didn't say just to repeat those words. He said, pray like this. In other words, he gave us kind of a model to pray after. For the next seven weeks, I want you to pray like this. I want you to start off with praise. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Start off with praise and then pray for yourself. Give us this day our daily bread. Pray for yourself. And then pray for others. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. Pray for others. Pray for those that are sick, those that are hurting, those that you know are having a hard time. Pray for your spouse. Pray for your boyfriend. Pray for your girlfriend. Pray for your parents. Pray for your children. Pray for everybody else. You don't have to know all the gory details. God does. He knows who you're talking about. Seek special favor. Man, I want you to pray a prayer so big. See, most people are like, God, I'm just having this problem that won't go away. And, you know, I'm having a hard time at work or something like that. And and we pray for all of these things. Listen, I don't care if you're following God or not. If you're going through a hard time, it'll level out eventually. Life is a series of hills and valleys, whether or not you're following, whether you're following God or not. But I want you to pray a prayer so big for God's glory 
in your life that the only way possible is if God will do it. Because when we pray for just our, our little old petty problems to be resolved, when, whenever, they, whenever they do level out, half the time we don't even notice that God is doing anything. I want you to ask for a special favor that you know that the only way when that prayer comes true, that it was God that did it. Ask for special favor. Start with praise, then pray for yourself, then pray for others. Ask for a special favor and end it with thanks. Not just thinks that, that God has done in the past. Thanks for what he's going to do. You know, there was an old story one time about a, there was a drought and they were going to have a community uh, prayer vigil to pray for rain. And one little boy showed up with an umbrella. That is faith. I want you, when you pray for your special favor, I want you to bring your umbrella. I want you to thank God for already asking it. And, an, and another thing is a lot of times when people pray, if you can't pray for 77 days about something, you don't need it. Half the time, we don't even remember what we prayed for yesterday. If we can't pray for something for 77 day, continuous days, then chances are the Holy Spirit is telling you, look, man, if you can't remember it for 77 days, you're not going to remember it if God gives it to you anyway. Find something that is eternal to pray for. Pray for that spiritual transformation in yourself. Pray for restored marriages. Pray to become a better spouse or a better parent or a better grandparent or a better coworker or whatever the case may be, but make it so big that only God will be able to fulfill it not the ups and downs of life. So what are we gonna do today? We're gonna start by not judging. We're gonna start off today by not judging anybody, man. Keep your mouth shut, mind your own business. Don't worry about anybody else. You worry about you. The second thing, pray effectively. Start with praise, then pray for yourself, then pray for others, and then seek a special favor and stop at the end, man. Thank God for all he's done and everything he's doing in your life and thank him in advance for the great things that he will do. The third thing that we're gonna do is practice the golden rule. In Matthew chapter seven, verse 12, it says, do unto others what you would like them do unto you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. You know, that used to hang in every classroom in America. I didn't know till I was an adult that it was a Bible verse. Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. And that is the exact opposite of the way this world works now because the way the world works is you do something for me and I will do something for you. The way you treat me is the way I'll treat you. You treat me this way, I'll treat you that way. Man, that has given somebody the keys to your car. Do whatever you want to with my life. I will act however you act. If you act happy, I'll act happy. If you act mad, I'll act mad. Man, don't be that. Treat others the way you want to be treated. It doesn't matter the way they're acting. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Change from the inside out. Get ready now. Man, we've, we've, we've all, the end of the race is coming up. And at the end of the race, man, it's, it's done. Why are we not getting ready right now? Why are we not practicing not judging, praying effectively, living by the golden rule that your grandma said so many years ago? The fourth thing is do hard things. Do hard things. Matthew 7, starting in verse 13. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. 
The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult. And only a few ever find it. Do hard things. Probably the hardest thing that we'll ever do is die to self, is to get rid of the sin in your life. What I want you to do is I want you to write down whatever sin you need to repent of. Write down one sin each day. Maybe it's the same one every day and give it up. You know, we, listen, we will never be free of sin in this life, okay? Not down here. One day we will be free. But just because we will never be completely free of sin doesn't mean we have to be a slave to it. Let me put that in, in a little bit better terms. You, you can't really control who you run into at Walmart, but you don't have to take them home, okay? That, that's the difference, okay? Sure, you know, we're gonna slip up every now and then, but are we actually working on it? Jesus said to repent of our sins. Write it down, do hard things, man. Whatever you, whatever you work on to repent of right then, that's a hard thing that you're going to have to do. I don't know what yours is. I know what mine are. <laughs> you notice I said mine is, mine are, not mine is. I've got a bunch of them to work on. I probably got 77 of them to work on. But let's do the hard things. Let's put in the hard work now. Man, the easy life is coming for those that are willing to follow that narrow, difficult road right now. Most people are trying to take the easy way out. And I promise you, man, their lives later on, their eternal lives, it's not going to be that easy. You want to put in a little hard work right now and reap eternal results? Or do you want to take it easy right now and suffer for eternity? That, that's, the, that's the next one. Matthew chapter 7, starting in verse 15. Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Do something kind for somebody. You notice I didn't say do something nice for somebody. You know what the difference between nice and kind is? Nice doesn't cost us anything. Nice is holding the door open. Nice is saying good morning. You know, not, nice is, you know, picking up something that, that falls. Man, you're not giving anything of yourself in the grand scheme of things to that. Even if you had to wait, you know, what, five seconds? You know, that magical area, you know, are they far enough behind that I can close the door without being rude or do I need to open it? You know, are they gonna start jogging after you open the door? All of that is just nice stuff. Do something kind, bear good fruit. Call someone that's been on your mind. Man, you've all got somebody that, that has been on your mind lately that you haven't talked to in a long time, maybe even years. Do something kind, call them up, tell them that you were thinking about them. Go visit someone that is sick. We all know somebody that's having a hard time. Go visit them. Don't call them. Don't text them. Go visit them. Volunteer at a nonprofit. Man, it's cold. Go, go downtown and, and volunteer to feed somebody. Uh, you know, I mean, there's tons of nonprofits around. Find something to go help. Deliver meat to a needy family. That, that's half of our ministry is raising beef and, and giving it away. Man, if you know somebody that, that is, is hurting, 
or, or maybe it's just struggling, man, this is a hard time for everybody. I mean, our society says you got to buy all these, you know, gifts that we're not used to buying. And most people are on a limited income. Maybe that's the way you tell them that you're thinking about them is just getting, getting with Ty or Gerald or, or Anthony or somebody and saying, Hey, I, there's, there is this one family that, um, I, I'd like to take some meat to do something kind, not just nice, do good things. So first we've got do not judge. Then we've got pray effectively, practice the golden rule, do hard things, repent of our sins, do good things, bear good fruit. And the next one is walk the walk. Matthew chapter seven, starting in verse 21, Jesus says, not everyone who calls out to me and says, Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name and cast out demons and perform many miracles? But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. Put your total faith in God. Can can you turn everything over to him? If you're gonna turn everything over to him, invest everything in God. Because I assure you, if you put everything you had into an investment, you would be watching that investment every single day. Put your total faith in God. Or another way to do it is give all your fears to God. You know, a lot of people say, well, I just don't know what God wants me to do. Why don't we just start with the most often repeated command in the Bible? And that is do not be afraid. Over and over from the Old Testament to the New Testament, time after time after time, God tells us do not be afraid. And 99% of us live our lives in fear of what's gonna happen today, tomorrow, or we're afraid of what happened yesterday. Do not be afraid. Write down what you're afraid of and give it to God and walk boldly in life. Man, set that fear down and say, God, I trust you with my fears. I'm going to walk in boldness and courage. And you know, in what 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God did not give us a a spirit of fear and timidity, but one of strength and love and power and self-control. That's how God wants us to walk. And the only way to walk that way is by walking with him. Give him your fears, man. Quit, quit living your spiritual lives in fear and timidity, but empower love and self-control. Walk the walk. And finally, so on day one, we're gonna start with uh, do not judge. And then the second day, we're gonna pray effectively. And then on the third day, we are going to practice the golden rule. On the fourth day, and we're keeping these up as we go. We're going to add, do hard things, and then we're going to add, do good things. And then we're going to add the fear, walking the walk, doing the will of God. We're, and that's just a starting point. It's not the ending point. And finally, on day seven, and then every day after that, we're going to build on a solid foundation. Matthew chapter seven, verse 24. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. A lot of people listen, but very few follow. How many times do I have to repeat the verse where God says, if you call me Lord, why don't you do what I say? Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rocks. Though the rains come and torrents and floodwaters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. I do not want your spiritual lives to crumble 
in a mighty crash, to collapse with a mighty crash. How do we do that? How do we build on a solid foundation? You got to read the Bible, folks. And I know some of you, man, you're like, man, I just, I don't like to read. It's boring. I don't care. Do hard things. Read it. If you don't know how to read, get with us. We'll teach you how to read. There's no excuses. You can get the Bible app on your phone and it'll read it to you. Make sure you're paying attention though, not just playing it. I mean, there is no excuse these days. You can pull up Bible after Bible after Bible on your smartphones. If you can play Candy Crush, you can read the New International Version of the New Living Translation, okay? If you got time for that, you got time to read. Read the good book. It's the only place that truth is found. It's the only solid foundation that there is. It's God's word. It's God's love letter to you. It's, he's telling us how to live our lives. He is the bedrock. He is the cornerstone. So what are you going to read? Well, I guess you could read whatever you wanted. But in my hard 77, seven days a week for seven weeks, I suggest that on day seven, the first day that you read this, read the first seven chapters of 1 Kings. First seven chapters of 1 Kings and then one chapter a day until you get through 2 Kings. And guess what that is? That's 77 days. 77 days, first and second Kings. What are we going to do? We're going to do not judge, pray effectively, golden rule, do hard things, do good things, walk the walk and read the good book. You got time. It's important. Will you spend your time on what is important? And finally, in verse 28, it says, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching. For he taught with real authority, quite unlike their teachers of religious law. This isn't about religion. This is about a relationship. When, they, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching. For he taught with real authority. This is what is important. I'm not saying it. Jesus did. I'm just passing along what he said. How is your spiritual life? Are you going to make another bold New Year's Eve What do you call those things? Resolutions that nobody ever follows. Everybody always does them. Diets, exercise programs. They do it for a few days. And then the, uh, it's not going to hurt me if I cheat one day. And everybody goes right back to the way that they've always done everything. Don't be that this time. Start right now. Start today. Mind your own business. Do not judge. Keep your mouth shut. Pray effectively. Follow the golden rule. Do hard things. Repent of those sins. Get rid of them. Do good things. Be kind to people. Walk the walk and read the good book. There's going to come that time for every single one of us that we're going to stand. Actually, we'll kneel in front of God. Will you be ready when that time comes? Or will we continue to live our lives just like we've always been doing? Just mediocre Just kind of going with the flow. Go to church every now and then. Pray when something's going wrong. Man, let's let's stop that. Let's get into something that's going to make a drastic difference in our lives. Lives that we can see. Because I guarantee you, if we were able to take a progress pick of our spiritual souls right now, and at the end of 77 days, you'd look like a brand new person. Do not be conformed to the ways of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's what God commanded us to do. Let's go to him in prayer. Father, give us the strength and the perseverance to follow through with this life, not just the program that you have called us to. This life is the only way to true happiness through you. 
It's the only place for fulfillment. It's the only place for purpose that anyone will ever need. Give us the courage to stand up and stand out. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.